Thank you for listening to the Reconnect Marriage Podcast. I'm Dr. Steve Call. And I'm Lisa Call. And we are dedicated to having conversations that cultivate connection in our marriage. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for joining us in this podcast. We're grateful that you've joined us. Lisa and I are uh, stepping into a conversation that we have called titled Navigating Difference. And uh, there's a complexity to it. And (laughs) I think maybe some of you listening might say, well, duh, like, of course, there's a complexity to difference. And uh, for so many of us in our marriage, uh, marriages, uh, that there are often common struggles that are so connected to difference. And it's important, I think, for us to recognize as a couple how we navigate those differences. Uh, How do we respond to the difference? Uh, How do we react to the difference? And I think uh, for Lisa and I, as we approach our 37th year, I think it is, (laughs) uh, we we have become actually more aware over time of the difference uh, that, that we are wired differently, we are created differently, and sometimes how that can create tension and conflict in marriage, uh, but it also can create a deep level of connection and intimacy as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think we keep coming back to this topic. It keeps circling back, but um, it's just such a common struggle. And why wouldn't it be? We're two different people. Mm-hmm. We've got complex backgrounds. We've got different stories. We've got different understanding about our stories. And so it's all very complex. And I, I think I think what we wanted to highlight this time was um, what can be um, something that can come from understanding difference, not just understanding it, but an actual um, intimacy that can be created. And I think there's a conception that when we're the same, mm-hmm. You know, if we have things that are common, if we if we share certain ideas, certain needs, certain desires, um, then we're going to have intimacy. And if we're different, then we're not going to have intimacy. And I think that's kind of what we wanted to highlight today is just, actually, sometimes it's nice when we have something similar, but I think it's 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 more complex, mm-hmm. but yet it's also... Um, very intimate to be able to understand and know each other in our differences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, part of the, I think, for struggle for uh, for us in particular, but also for couples that I work with and I think couples in general is that somehow a difference has been seen or and or experienced as something that leads to tension and conflict and disruption. And our hope in this conversation is maybe we could begin to become more aware or further our awareness of actually what draws us maybe toward one another is difference. Here's the bind is I think for many of us, uh, difference was not maybe met well or responded well in our own story. Maybe we had a different thought. Maybe we had a different idea. We had a different belief. We had a different way of being in the world. Um, sexual identity, sexual preferences, uh, 
the ways in which we think politically or believe with regard to our faith, sometimes we carry uh, stories of judgment. Uh, we carry experiences where the difference was minimized. It was um, it was seen as less than. There was maybe a, 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 a an oppressive response to difference. Yeah, we we were just shut down. Whatever yeah. we thought or felt or needed, mm-hmm. it was like minimized and thought. What what's best for the family system right now? You know, you're going to have to go with the flow, and so a lot of us maybe shut down what we actually preferred or what our needs were or what we desired um, because we needed to survive in the family. And so we sometimes aren't even aware yeah, of, sometimes, of what we want or what sure. we need. And then we're so much more susceptible, I think, to um, trying to go with the flow or trying to urge the other to be more like us. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I know we struggled with this for years, so it's really easier, <laughs> easy for us to talk about. And, so many differences and yet so much work, especially on my part, I think to come on, we want the same thing. Don't we, you know, and just hoping that we want that because for me, it felt more intimate. And I think for me, this is such a big aha because what feels intimate is when I feel like you know, a part of me Mm -hmm. um, and express that, even though I know it's not maybe what your desire is or what your preference is, but you know that about me. And so maybe you, you pursue that or you say, hey, let's go do this. And and I know that that's because you know what I need. Mm-hmm. And so that feels more intimate. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's helpful too to acknowledge for, for us and also for those of you listening, I think at times something can feel threatening around difference. And that's important, I think, for each of us to be aware of what, what feels threatening or, or what... Um, what 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 leads to some level of guardedness or defensiveness or uh, almost a posture of defense? Uh, you know, like the common phrase, "Why can't you be more like me?" You know, like as if as if if you think, feel, believe like me. The common phrases yeah. in in our household. In or? our household. <laughs> yeah. Like, why can't you be more like me? Like, like not that. You and I maybe say that often, but I think sometimes we think it. Right, or say it in different ways. We might say it in different ways, but at a core, I think for most most couples, that that there is a um, it, it's simmering. It's the undercurrent uh, that there's this belief structure that if you would just think like me or believe like me or feel like me, all would be well or act like me, it, life wouldn't be as difficult. And I and that's a misnomer. Like it doesn't exist. That 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 sounds. I mean, in a playful way, that's that's boring. Like, is that really what we want in our marriage? Is that really what we want in our life? Is to be the same? No, I don't think so. I think what you said is so helpful earlier is that difference is actually a form of intimacy. It's a form of connection. It's actually what draws us toward one another, because the intimacy again defined to make it's defined as to make known. So there's something in our difference that allows the other to be known, and yet let's be very intentional and continue to highlight this is that when we reveal difference, share difference, it sometimes has been met with judgment as has sometimes been met with what's wrong with you. Why would you think that way? Why would you feel that way? And so there's a, for many of us, there's this again, story as plural. There's, there are stories where, and experiences where the difference has led to some form of judgment, some form of minimizing, some form of mocking, some form of teasing, and so then we learn. We have learned to hide in our difference. Maybe some of us acquiesce. We just go along, yeah, with right. what the other you know um, says or the other thinks or the other feels because 
difference was too too harmful, it was too hurtful. And so we have learned relational patterns, relational styles in our marriage that maybe uh, where we hide, where we ignore, where we minimize what it is that we're actually thinking, feeling, needing, because we don't want to cause it trouble. We don't want to cause tension. Mm-hmm. We don't want to somehow experience the the pain or the, the heartache of judgment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like what you were sharing about acquiescing. Mm-hmm. I, I was thinking about couples that say, well, we, you know, we get along for the most part. We kind of mm-hmm. like the same thing. And and that's great, but I wonder what's underneath that, you know, how it's connected to maybe your stories of attachment, maybe your stories in your family of origin, how you maybe had to go along with. And so um, maybe you, you aren't in touch with what your desires are, what your hopes are, what your feelings are. And so there's this deep resentment or bitterness or just even some feelings that come up that you're you're going, what are these connected to? Or there's just like some tension maybe in your marriage when you you don't know it's connected to that because you're like, well, what we, we get along great, but there are, um, under the surface, there are, are ways that we long to be desires that maybe have been oppressed and that right. we, um, we want to communicate, but we don't know how, you know, we want to live into something that has just a deep longing, a deep yearning inside of us, but we don't know how to express that. And we don't want to cause conflict. Right. I think if we were all to pause just for a moment and maybe uh, create a mental list or actually write it out and to create a mental list of where where are we different, meaning how is my spouse, partner different than I am? And and as we put words to that or phrases to that, uh, what do you notice your internal dialogue is around the, the difference uh, of the other, with the other? Do, do you notice a theme, a tone of judgment? Do you... Is it mockery? Is it sort of like, oh man, I can't believe this? And or is there room for delight? Is there room for kindness? Is there room for appreciation? Is there room for something of, of joy, of, of of energy that doesn't have this tone of, oh, but a tone of a, a moving toward? Like a curiosity. Yeah, a curiosity yeah. around the difference. So I was working with this couple recently and we were talking about difference. And one of the I mean, for a fundamental difference for many of us is the way we process, the way we process information, the way we process experience, uh, the way we process our thinking, our, our feelings. Some of us are maybe more of an internal processor where we need time alone, where we need space to think and feel and sort of be out on our own in that. And some of us are more ex, what we would say, external processors. Like we, we enjoy crowds, we enjoy people, we enjoy interaction. That's where the energy comes from. Uh, in the processing of trying to not necessarily figure some something out, but find connection in the processing. And, and this couple has really struggled in this area because one is more of an external processor and one's more of an internal processor. And so it has created a, at times a sense of disconnect that one needs going back to what you said earlier, Lisa, like we have fundamental difference in need. One needs a little bit more time on their own. One needs more time together, not just the two of them, but with others. And that's, that's part of their struggle. Okay, so if you're sitting with them, maybe this speaks to some of you listening. Now what? How, how do we navigate the difference well? Uh, meaning, how are we kind to difference? Is it you need to be more of an external processor? No. You need to be more of an internal processor? No. It's not that. It's that recognizing the need that is met in the difference. That's the key. What need is met for the internal processor? What need is met for the external processor? Can need be offered, expressed, named without judgment? Mm. 
And I think that is, if we could say that, careful with the word secret, but I think the, the, the golden ticket, if you will. Or the work. The work. You know, I think it's the work <laughs> of, of marriage is digging into each other's story, understanding where these things are coming from, helping mm-hmm. the other even to understand. Mm-hmm. Again, like we've talked about before, but um, I think for us particularly, the more understanding that we continue to grow in the more understanding of our family of origin and how the particularities of who we are have been created. And when I can understand that and be curious about that for you, Mm -hmm. it takes away some of the defensiveness because it's not like a thing that you're doing to hurt me or a thing that you're doing to be different than me. It's actually who you were created to be. And, and then you feel known. I feel more connected to you. We, you know, there's this intimacy, maybe not in the heat of the moment, but by and by when we're having conversations, we grow in that understanding. And it doesn't necessarily mean we're growing to like the same things or growing to enjoy the same things. We're actually understanding what's different about each other. Mm-hmm. And that builds intimacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think sometimes we can, the, the difference of our partner spouse can sometimes feel threatening. It can sometimes feel like uh, there's a, a, a part of me that might be taken or discounted or dismissed. <clears throat> so I think our hope in this conversation and, and also for Lisa and I is to be aware, yes, of what drives the difference. How is the difference uh, cultivated, experienced? Uh, how did it develop? I think those are areas of curiosity that help us to be kind to the difference without simply saying, oh my gosh, what's wrong with you? Why, why, again, I think that's a common phrase, whether or not we're aware of it and or if we choose to at least acknowledge it, is there There can sometimes be in our marriage this, this undercurrent of judgment around, man, if you would just be, if, if you weren't, and then fill in the blank. And it has primarily to do with difference. So Lisa and I have had a fundamental struggle, I think, in our marriage around uh, particularly the difference in the need for social connection, social Interaction. Is that fair? Is mm-hmm. that a good way to put it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that I work in a profession, obviously, where uh, I'm I'm with people or interact with people maybe during the day. You do as well uh, in your work. And so we, we both vocationally have chosen work that interacts with, with people, with others, we'll just say. some. And yet, <laughs> I want more people after that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that... that... I, I like, though, how you talked about internal processor versus external processor. Yeah. I think... That's a, a gentler way to maybe hmm. understand one another, you know, mm-hmm. than just, oh, well, you don't want to be with people and I want to be with people. Like, I think it's easy to to judge, but if yeah. if a person needs more time to just be on their own, to process, to think, to recover. Which is, I'm raising my hand, which yeah, is me. Right. But, but sometimes the way we have tried to work through that is the language you just used of you don't want to be with people. And that that's where I, I think, for many of us, we might hear that as, that feels judgment, it feels threatening, it feels like yeah. it's somehow a value statement, or um, and it, it can lead to feeling inadequate, or, or and or it can be even a shame-based feeling of what's wrong with me that I, that I am like that. And so sometimes difference can lead to shame, where there can be some form of judgment. And that's where we have struggled, I think often is, mm-hmm. is <clears throat> somehow, somehow seeing my need for less, and your need for more as as unbearable, as impossible, as uh, creating so much tension throughout the years and conflict in our marriage mm-hmm. that really has been a source of, I mean, 
if we could choose one area where we would say where we've had the most conflict around, I would I would think it'd be that. Mm-hmm. And I think also because it's one of those things that you get one choice, right? We're going to either do things on our own or we're going to do things with others right. in that moment. And so a lot of times when that when it's a mutually exclusive situation where you know one person is going to quote unquote have their way, that's one of those areas. But um, I was also going to highlight, I think surprising things can come up when we're curious about our stories mm-hmm. or when we're curious about each other. For me, I think in my story, being curious about what is my need um, to be with people. And I think I've sort of learned that maybe there was um, a lack in validation or, you know, in being able to share my feelings when I was younger. Well, I don't think kid. maybe. I would say. Yeah. <laughs> but but the impact of. Um, needing people to have to be yeah. able to get that validation right. or to want that validation. But yet when I've grown to understand that more, then I don't need it as much. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of interesting because I'm I'm becoming a little bit more content and going a little bit more internal just kind of by way of having processed our stories and understanding why is it that I had such a high need. And so then it's not, you know, as big of an issue. I mean, it, it still is, but I think there are things like that that can come out as we begin to process our stories together mm-hmm. and understand each other and help each other understand ourselves. Yeah, I think understanding the difference and what is connected to difference is helpful. Uh, for example, this past weekend, we spent, I'll say, an extended amount of time with Lisa, with your, uh, with your family, uh, who is out of state, and uh, we were driving home, and I was so looking forward to having some time alone, meaning without any other social engagement. We've sort of had this playful guideline, which has changed over, I'd say, the last couple of years, where we would have, we would agree upon one social engagement per one weekend. One thing on the calendar. One thing on the calendar on the per weekend. weekend, which is not nearly enough for you, I get. It's more than enough for me, which we get. Uh, so we're driving home, and there was some, I think, some longing or desire that you had expressed around seeing uh, our children and our grandchildren. And in the past, if you were in the car, you might have seen in the past, I, I might have said something like, really? Like, my gosh, we were just with your family. I need, like, like, I would have been maybe a bit bothered, a bit irritated. Uh, not just because of your need, but because I don't have the, the level of tolerance for that kind of a, a energy, maybe, that, that, you, that you do. And we let it sit for a bit and I think some time went by and, and I just, I I don't know how or in what way this came out, but I said something like, Hey, you know, if you want to spend some time with our kids and their kids, maybe we could do that on what Sunday morning for a little bit. Now that might not seem like a big deal to those of you listening, but what I would say for those of us where we need a bit more downtime, withdrawal time, internal time, that to actually give a, give up something along those lines, it, it speaks to not just, hey, look at me. It was, it was more connected to the need that is met for the other, particularly for you, that sometimes we set aside maybe mm, what it, our own preference because of the, the core value need that is met for our spouse, for our partner. Now that isn't always true in our marriage. That it's not. It's just an example of sometimes we're willing, I think, to shift and change 
what it is that we might need or prefer along the way because of the deep longing value it is for the other. And so that... But don't you think also... I'm feeling a little defensive here. <laughs> but don't you think also, like, maybe I understand what you need to. And so the more wait, we Wait, grow, wait, wait. Why did you say you feel defensive here? Well, just... I think that also... I think we've grown and I, I've been able to, like, give a little more space. Like, not have social things in a row. And yeah. so you maybe feel a little bit more understood. Like I understand that this is. Wait, but why did you say defensive? Because. You felt like I wasn't acknowledging. No, I'm just saying, I think it also is due to, it's not just, I'm going to do the right thing, but like also. Like that's what you thought I was saying? Well, no, I mean, <laughs> I understand that you're saying like, we can do what the other needs. Sure. But, um, I think there also is something that grows when we understand one another and you, we don't feel as misunderstood, like, oh, let's just do this and we'll do another thing tomorrow. And, and so there's some space. There's some space that had been created that I understand that's a lot for you. Like I've been able to hold that. And so I think we understand each other and so that you can ebb and flow when you're offering something to the other. Mm-hmm. I'm still a little curious about the word defensive because it was it as if I didn't acknowledge the work that you've done in it? Sort of. I uh, no, not necessarily. I think I think it's just I think it's part of the picture. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, back in the day, we might have said, "Oh, fine, I'll I'll do that because I know you want to do it," and mm. that's not what we're talking about. We're right. not talking about um just doing the thing because the other person wants it, right? There's right. something that grows when you understand each other and yeah. you understand, would you, I mean, is that fair? Well, I think that's what I was trying to highlight is what has, what I've become more aware of or maybe grown in is uh, not just the need that is met for you in that, but the what it's connected to in your own story. That's what I was getting to is how you had a profound sense of loneliness in your story and how there was an ignoring of you and emotionally and physically. And so I think sometimes that picture of young Lisa can captivate me or allow me to be aware of, oh, this is still part of the story being um, remembered in your desire to be with other, who, whomever other is. And so there's something in tapping into the young part of you that I think uh, leads to some level of not just healing, but connection. You know, when I'm aware that the the being with the other now is is part of healing from the past, and I think for many of us, that's part of why we yeah, it's not just okay, fine, we'll do what you want to do. No, that's not the point. Right. The it point is, more... what is it connected to? Yeah. Um, okay, I don't feel so defensive. <laughs> <laughs> that's. I was getting that, that. makes me like, feel known. Well, Thank you. Well, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> it's not on the script. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that. Our hope for those of you listening is to, yes, go back to how you find yourself responding to the others, to the difference of the other. What do you notice? Do you notice a theme of judgment? Do you notice a theme of dismissiveness? Or, or, or is there a part of you that is curious or I'm wondering about what, what's that difference connected to? And and yet for many couples that struggle, the, the fundamental preoccupation has been with difference. If she could or he could. And therein lies the tension is we're asking, inviting you to be curious about difference in a way that leads to uh, a level of awareness but all, and curiosity, but also connection. 
The Reconnect Marriage Podcast is hosted by the Reconnect Institute. For more information, you can find us on the web at thereconnectinstitute.com. You can also follow us on social media on Instagram at Reconnect Marriage.